You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Friends, fans, and foes, it's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us on the program today. Uh, folks, it's Royal Rumble. It's a it's upon us. The Royal Rumble weekend is upon us, but before we get to the Royal Rumble weekend, you know what you gotta do. You gotta hit us up on the uh, social media outlets, on the Twitter at TNWPod. Hit us up there. Uh, hit us up on the Facebook group or the Facebook page, uh, Facebook at uh, backslash Talking Wrestling. Uh, send us a Gmail, Talking Wrestling at gmail.com. Check us out on Spotify. Uh, we are at Talking Wrestling on Spotify as well. Uh, as well, check out anything Casey Corbin on Spotify. Uh, not only that, uh, what else is there? Oh, on the Instagram, uh, we are at uh, Talking Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, check us out there. And that is pretty much it. Uh, if you're going to send us a Gmail for the big Q&A later on this year, any questions are, uh, are, are, are welcome. Uh, send us a um, question or anything to uh, talkingwrestling at gmail.com. And, of course, if you're following us on a uh, iTunes platform, remember to rate, review, subscribe, uh, give us a five-star rating and favorable review. We'll send you a wrestler from 1984. Not an actual wrestler. A postcard of a wrestler. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much that. Uh, this is it, man. Wrestle Kingdom is done. And it's on to the Royal Rumble. And the Royal Rumble means the road to WrestleMania. Eight weeks after the Royal Rumble. And we are in April in Tampa Bay at WrestleMania. Oh boy, are you excited? Because I'm excited. I'm excited because Royal Rumble is my favorite card of the year. And I'm excited because, as you know, I am going to WrestleMania this year. And I'm very, very stoked about it. Um, in past years, the Royal Rumble has always been a treat. Uh, we watched uh, the Royal Rumble 2001 yesterday. Uh, that is one of Jeff McHenry's favorite cards. The Royal Rumble is fantastic. The Rock wins, as well as uh, the card itself with um, uh, Kurt Angle versus Taz. Mm, not the best match. Mm, didn't like Taz winning that in hindsight. Uh, what else do we got? Um, let's see. Oh, sorry. Just got a little distracted there. Uh, oh, yeah. We also had uh, Hunter versus uh, Mankind. Fantastic match. Dudley's versus uh, Hardy's fantastic match. The, the, the whole uh, beginning is just filled with fantastic match after fantastic match. Bob Holly, China, Jericho, three-way IC title, fantastic match. It is a great, solid uh, Royal Rumble card. And, um, and what a treat it was to watch that. Uh, I'll probably be watching another Rumble tomorrow night. To warm myself up and as we get into the weekend and then come January 26th, the birthday of Eddie Van Halen, we will see the Royal Rumble. And my predictions, I will save for the end of this uh, the end of this episode. Uh, who do we have on this week's episode? I'm going to tell you, uh, this gentleman, uh, Cassius, um, is, uh, is very, very, Cassius Morris is his name. A uh, very, very talented podcaster out of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, uh, who has interviewed, uh, you know, members of KISS, uh, Zach Wilde, a lot of musical guests he's had that I admire. I am a fan of his podcast. Um, so we suggested that we do a um, podcast crossover. Uh, so I will be on the the, uh, the Cassius Morris show uh, in the future, and uh, today he is on our show. Uh, he does not know a lot about wrestling. He watched it when he was a child, 
However, he's kind of drifted away. But um, a lot of the talk is about wrestling and uh, things related to wrestling. Uh, a lot of music talk, but we always bring the music back to wrestling. For example, we might talk about Ozzy Osbourne, and we may talk about Jake the Snake. Not Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, I mean, uh, Alice Cooper. Uh, you know, which brings us back to Jake the Snake. That's what I was trying to say. Anyways, um, it's a great conversation, regardless uh, wrestling uh, uh, conversation or not. It is just a great conversation, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Um, and Cassius is uh, waiting right now for us. So uh, right now, uh, we'll go to Cassius uh, Morris in studio. We have Wayne on the line. Cassius, are you ready? All right, Casey, take it away. Folks, with me at this time, with me at this time, folks, in Studio B at uh, on DuPont Street, live in Toronto, uh, on the phone with me, a good friend of ours uh, referenced and put us together, uh, guest of the show, Tommy Campbell, who's been on the show three times. Uh, he recommended I get this uh, fellow on the show from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, home of the great... Uh, late Chris Benoit, unfortunately, uh, but also uh, Stu Hart was uh, well home of a lot of wrestlers that came out of there. Uh, but but anyways, regardless, we have this man on the show. He is a podcast of his own, the Cassius Morris Show. Cassius, how are you? Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Casey. Thanks so much for having me. I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, yeah, you are doing great. I've uh, I was looking at your your podcast selection of all the great episodes you have. And immediately I subscribed, and because I, I it, this weekend I have air flights coming up, uh, I have to go to the Maritimes, and right. uh, I'm already know I know what I'm listening to. I'm gonna be listening to your shows to and from, because I'm oh, gonna. Oh man, I appreciate that. I Thank can't you. I can't wait to see. You know, the, there's so many things I'm interested in. You have uh, episodes where with interviews with uh, Mitch Lafon, who is a metal uh, expert. He's the Canadian Eddie Trunk. Uh, you know, you have, uh, Zach wild who, you know, I don't know if he talks about how he's not on the Aussie new Aussie album, but he is going to tour with him, uh, is interesting, but you know, yeah. uh, that's something, uh, you kiss is one of my favorite bands ever. And one of my favorite failed wrestling experiments as well. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you have them, uh, on the show, you have uh, interviews with Gene and, and Ace Fraley, who is uh, my favorite member of all time. And, uh, you know, you, you just have, not to mention, you have, like, interviews with Trailer Park Boys. You have an episode on John Dunsworth, uh, yeah. who is Mr. Leahy, for you Trailer Park Boy fans. And uh, I uh, met him in Halifax many years ago. He was judging a comedy competition that I was hosting. And uh, he came up to me and said the very nicest things about me and my act. And told me, and then told me, I don't need to swear as much. And I'm like, the gym, yeah. he just tell me not to fucking swear as much? Like, yeah, what, what type of universe are we living in? Exactly. I'm like, he paints in fucking profanity. You know, like, <laughs> he's one to be talking about swearing. Fucking, he's Jim Leahy, you know, like, fucking, he, he, can't, he can't do, a, like, he can't even talk a full sentence without having the word shit in it somewhere. So if he can't smoke and swear, he's supposed to be fucked, him and Ricky. Oh, fucking right, man. <laughs> All the time. And speaking of the Trailer Park Boys, like I'm excited because I noticed I know you're a music guy. And uh, oh, yeah. coming up in a couple months, I think it's uh, at the end of April. April 20th, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Uh, Sebastian mm -hmm. Bach is playing the full Skid Row first album at the Phoenix Nightclub here in Toronto. So fucking... Wow. Got to go see if the fucking Swayze Express is there. You know, I'm very excited. You know, like, you guys want to talk about some motherfucking trains? Like, I love Sebastian Bach. <laughs> and it's not just because of Trailer Boys, Trailer Park Boys and Guns N' Roses and all that shit. But uh, I just love them, uh, Skid Row, and uh, can't wait to see that show. But regardless, um, how yeah, are you and how are things in Edmonton? That. What's that? I actually didn't hear about that show. Uh, but you said, how, how are things in Edmonton? Yeah, how are things up in Edmonton? Oh, man, I mean, I'm not I'm not just going to go with the with the nice response and say good. I mean, it's goddamn cold. Uh, it's too cold for me. Uh, other than that, uh, surviving, uh, I'm, I'm at a point right now where I just started working two jobs for the first time in my life. So that's 
definitely a transition and that on top of the podcast and uh I just started doing stand-up comedy and I I uh I like to make music. I'm I'm getting to a point where I'm going to eventually start recording it soon, so really yeah. just staying busy and trying to trying to focus on managing all of these things. Well, that's awesome. I love uh performing in Edmonton as a matter of fact. Uh I will be performing uh at the Edmonton Comedy Festival this October, October 14th, really? 15th, 16th, 17th, I think. Yes, I've got oh, great. Uh, I've got four shows uh, during the fest, and uh, I would imagine one of them would be the theater show, hopefully. Uh, I'll have to come by and check it out. Oh, yeah, for sure come by. And uh, yeah, 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 because yeah, I'm very excited. I haven't, I don't get to Edmonton very often because uh, I'm not with Yuck Yucks, nor am I uh, an American comic with great credits, so I can't really get into Ricky's Club. And, sure. uh, you know, that just means... It's very hard for me to get a venue anywhere else unless I want to play some open mic rooms and try to make money that way. But, but, uh, but the festival yeah. now that's something, and uh, and I'm excited to come back to Edmonton. I'll tell you that. So, yeah, definitely, lots of cool stuff going on at the festival, and uh, yeah, I mean the comedy scene's still going well. You know, I gotta say the music scene's blowing up right now too. Uh, there's a lot of people who who are energized with the start of 2020, and. Uh, they're sort of looking at things in a in a bigger scope now and in sort of a more uh, a, a bigger time frame. So uh, you know, I, I'm excited to see what they do and uh, yeah, it's, it's you know what hey, I sort of feel like we're at the point that Toronto was at about ten years ago. Like we don't really have an identity in terms of our music scene, um, but I think it's about to happen. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember when Toronto was a big ag, you know, like. Um... Oh, like we had Simple Plan from London. We had uh, mm-hmm. some Forty One from uh, Ajax. You had, uh, you know, Gob uh, or G O B, however you want to pronounce it. Um, mm-hmm. A Treble Charger, you know, uh, uh, Billy Talent, um, you know, and then from Billy Talent you get City and Color eventually. But but there's there's uh, the Toronto scene at, at, at that one time of that uh, punk. Uh, era was uh, it was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy, like all the bands that were coming yeah. up and everything, and the scene uh, was uh, was solid. Um, now, but uh, and as far as like, and that's what Toronto's like now for wrestling. Like wrestling is so good in Toronto. There are you know um, probably like seven or eight different groups that have run shows, and I usually stick to like three or four of them and uh but just amazing shows uh now uh, as far as wrestling goes um how often do you watch and or what or what do you like about wrestling i'm a i'm sort of a real uh inexperienced uh wrestling viewer uh and i i don't mean to say that to the dismay of your listeners don't worry about but it I, I have a, <laughs> I have a respect for the art form. I think it's really cool. Uh, I, I grew up watching it a lot. Um, obviously, the more modern guys uh, like The Undertaker, John Cena, um, you know, the, the more mainstream modern guys. And those guys, uh, yeah, I mean, what, I, what I've always liked about it is that it's very theatrical. Uh, the essence of wrestling all around is very theatrical. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I it never really feels to entertain. No. And it's, uh, you know, and, and, it, and the thing is, is too, is like, I know you're a big music guy. Um, when, you mm-hmm. know, like for example, WrestleMania three, you know, um, they bring like, cause they'll, what they like to do is they like to, they like to bring in like wrestling is a star of its own, but then what they want but they're, they're so worried about being a niche art form that they want to be, they want to be mainstream all the time, and which is crazy because it's like, you, they are mainstream. They're on Fox. They're on major like cable networks. Yeah. Like it, it, you know. But they, I get, they're kind of like, they have this self consciousness where they constantly need to be remind people that they're there, and yeah. um, so like for example, WrestleMania, they've always brought in major stars in WrestleMania because, you know the Super Bowl did this when it was first trying to be established too was they would have they would show you who what stars were sitting in the friggin stands and everything because they want to be like if this what the stars watch 
it's legit. So, um, yeah. you know, so then you have cut to WrestleMania three and you have Alice Cooper, uh, you know, in the corner for Jake, the snake Roberts <laughs> and, right. uh, and he's carrying the snake, you know, and, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's fantastic. <laughs> and he's involved in the whole hoopla of it. And, uh, it's against the honky tonk man and Jimmy Hart. And at the end of the match, they got Jimmy Hart there and they're going to put the snake on Jimmy Hart. And it's Alice Cooper, who is basically about the same size as Jimmy Hart. Uh, they're both, I would say they're both maybe 110 at the most. And actually, really? and that's being generous with Jimmy. Jimmy might be 90 pounds. So it's, <laughs> it's like, you know, so they have the, you know, so then you have, you know, Alice Cooper throwing the snake on Jimmy Hart, who's freaking out, and it's just, boom, there's a great moment uh, for every news channel to show, and that's what they show. Exactly. You know, the WrestleMania before that, in the British Bulldogs corner, with Captain Louis Albano, uh, was Ozzy Osbourne, just because he's British. Mm. <laughs> there's, exactly. There's no... They're always trying to tie it into the theme. Of course, of course. And then not only that, Vince McMahon is a metalhead. And, you know, like, he's a big ACDC guy. He's a big Kid Rock guy. And he's a big Metallica guy as well. And, uh, you know, I'm surprised why, like, that he's not a big Kiss guy. But, you know, I guess Kiss tried to get a deal with WCW at one time to release their characters as wrestlers. And, uh, well, I know they had a stint with that, right? With the demon, the demon wrestler. Yes. Who is Brian yeah. Clark, uh, the guy by the name of Brian Clark. And he yeah. was the demon and he wrestled matches and it was great. But the idea was, you know, to eventually bring out the other three characters. And I thought mm. like, you know, it may sound stupid, but at the same time, the misfits were actually wrestling. So... If the misfits can wrestle, why can't we have Kiss wrestlers? And who says they have to be the actual people? Was it the actual misfits? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. Yes, I they didn't were. know that. Yeah. Well, well, not like the. Um, like yeah, you can. Uh, I'm I'm not sure which ones, but they were the actual misfits, and they were wrestling, and uh, wow. yeah, it's crazy because they're all jacked and stuff like that. But it's not like Danzig wasn't in there or anything like that. But, you know, there's, there's the, uh, I can't remember the names of them, uh, and which is horrible because it's a wrestling show. And I'm fluking on the names of WCW, <laughs> the Misfits. So uh, eventually I'll just pull that up and find it. But anyways, that's one thing or another. That's my favorite way. Yeah, exactly. Just pull it up online. You got to find it here somewhere. So have you ever been to a live wrestling show? I have not been to a live wrestling show. I actually uh, applied for photo credentials to the WWE when they last came here. And that's something I'd, I'd always like to do because I do photograph a lot of concerts and I'd really like to shoot some wrestling. I think it'd be really fun and unique. Yeah. I think it would be great too. Um... I'm also a big fan of Vince McMahon. Um, even before I ever really saw any wrestling, I'd see him on TV and, uh, you know, I, I always thought he was like a really cool figure for the WWE. Yeah. Uh, you know, he he looks like the he just looks exactly like a cartoon version of what you would say the owner looks like. You know. Oh yeah, and he's a and he is a madman. He is a madman right. <laughs> as well as a genius. Like um, Tommy told me that you were, you were a big uh, Chris Angel fan, and yeah. and I said I said that's amazing because. Chris Angel would not even exist if it wasn't for Vince McMahon. Um, I don't wow. know if you know that because... I don't know that. No, Vince... Okay, so like Chris Angel, he had a residency in Times Square for his show, basically, and it was in the back room at the WWE restaurant. Um, so wow. the, So, and Vince McMahon loved his show, and Vince McMahon gave him the room for free to do his show in New York City. So his show in New York City was rent-free, no bills, provided by Vince McMahon. And then not only that, That's amazing. when he was so he became such a close friend with the family, 
whenever he needed to go anywhere or anything, uh, Vince McMahon would loan him his jet like that, like, you know. Wow. Uh, well, or else he's going to make it disappear. Who knows? But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, so Chris Angel is, um, even though I don't even know if he's ever even appeared on WWE television, but um, I feel like he may have. He he might have, but I know he's like he he was. This was all I learned all this on Chris Jericho's podcast when he had him on, and he's like, yeah, he the majority of his career, like most of his career, he owes. He feels he owes to Vince McMahon and the McMahon family, and who knows that? Like, this is something the McMahons don't make public, like that they do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though, which is cool. Which is cool because. Here he is, is one of the largest performing magicians on the planet, and uh, you know, and it's, and you know, it's so unlike the WWE not to like to to not like they. You figure that they would take credit for it because everything a man makes, mm-hmm. he takes credit for it. You know, like he built Hulkamania. Well, Hulk Hogan had something right. to do with it. You know, but like he's a very arrogant, uh, evil genius, as most of them are, and uh, you know. But but it's it's really interesting the story of uh, their story of Mans and Chris Angel. So um, I that's I, so cool. I get you know I you know I know you're going to indulge into this as soon as you you know you can because it's uh, you know it's it's absolutely amazing, and uh, I am one hundred percent sure it's Chris Angel because. I don't like David Blaine. Um, you know, he's... Uh, really? Well, I'm not... Uh, I I don't like... Uh, I, as opposed to the two of them, because they sort of came out around the same time, um, I, I always like Chris Angel over David Blaine. That's just, just the way... I agree with that. Yeah. Um, they're, they're insanely different. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure different. But magic is very... You know, it's uh, it, it's very similar to wrestling... Uh, you know, it's just subjective art form, right? Like, some people mm-hmm. take to it and some people don't. Like, Vegas, obviously, I, I I haven't been around Magic for a while, but you go to Vegas and it just sort of follows you around, you know, wherever you go. Yeah. Like, we went to a bar in Cabo uh, Wabo because of Sammy Hagar, because mm-hmm. of Van Halen. So we go to Cabo Wabo, we're drinking there, and the magician comes up to us that works the bar, so they just have random magicians that work bars and <laughs> to entertain people. And the guy is from Red Deer originally, which is hilarious. Oh, wow. I was like, well, fuck, that's a good magic trick, just the fact that you got out of Red Deer and you live in Vegas now. <laughs> like, where, how, <laughs> yeah. how did you get your papers? You know, like, what did Oh, you just yeah. Oh, you're just here busking and you're not claiming it. Okay, never mind then. You know, like you this guy's number? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, so anyway. But 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 we went into the one one shop, and the guy's like, it's like I said, oh, there's a magic shop. Let's go in and just look. And then the guy showed us a trick where he's like, he made a dollar bill float in front of our faces, and mm. I'm like, I just I'm like, Ugh, it's a trick, and I'm so angry that I can't figure it out. But but it's like he goes, well, if you buy the trick, I'll teach you how to do it. And it's like it wouldn't work in Canada. We don't have dollar bills. <laughs> No, yeah, true. Yeah, he's like, ah, who has a dollar bill here? No one, no one. All right, yeah. next trick. Uh, yeah. Does anyone have a dollar bill? Uh, you know, so <laughs> who can part with a five? Yeah, exactly. So craziness. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, oh, so the so Jerry Olney was one of the wrestlers of okay. the Misfits. So uh, oh, there we go. Yes, uh, as I just looked that up. <coughs> and he wrestled with a Canadian guy by the name of Vampiro from Sudbury. So, but they actually had like, he was the major wrestler and uh, and then he would have the band like kind of with him as well. And sometimes they would wrestle too. It was very, very weird actually when you think about it. So, um, it is. yeah, 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 totally. And um, yeah, so... Uh, what um, what is the, so? The Undertaker is crazy. Uh, he's a crazy talent, and um, he's back. Uh, well, he's not back yet for WrestleMania yet. Usually, he comes back every single year. 
but the the last few years it's like you know is he going to come back or is he not going to come back it's uh it's kind of uh you know you know we don't even know well this weekend of the royal rumble's happening so anything can happen during the royal rumble including the undertaker entering the royal rumble or even john cena we have not seen john cena in a year um mm-hmm. you know so this is the, the road to wrestlemania starts this weekend with uh, the royal rumble and uh the royal rumble is uh is is the my favorite show of the year um but it also kicks off wrestlemania season which goes about four i guess four weeks well wrestlemania is the first week of april so january february oh oh eight weeks that's it two months so, so it's uh, a big kickoff and a big event yeah it's a big kickoff it's a big event it has two battle royals that are especially gimmicked uh where anybody can come in and it's the absolute best and uh i've never been to a royal rumble i am this year i'm going to wrestlemania for the first time and i'm very excited about that but i've oh, wow. i've never been to a royal rumble i've been to the SummerSlam and i've been to survivor series but um this year is my first wrestlemania so i'm like you must be pumped for that i am uh i don't think it hasn't hit me yet like i mean, i know i'm going and i'm very excited and it's in tampa bay and it's going to be beautiful and another like it's going to be a week in the sun um mm-hmm. you know and uh of and we do we hit it hard like we go to like five or like it's like in five days i'll probably see like six wrestling shows perform one podcast uh tape my other podcast while i'm down there uh you know and do a WrestleCon as well and uh it's just it's crazy it's gonna be crazy i, I know we already have wow. five wrestling shows booked so um yeah it's gonna be awesome and uh it's gonna be great for your show, man. It's gonna hopefully like I'm part of a another wrestling podcast called We Watch Wrestling, and uh, so I'm going down with them, and so their podcast comes first when I'm with them, but anything that I can scrape up for my podcast and work it uh, work my angles as well uh, will be great for right. mine. Whether it be interviews with wrestlers or you know, um, and that's where I'll probably go around with just the mic and be like, mm, you know. What do you say? What do you say? Blah blah blah. blah. So yeah. uh, ideally, it would be great. Oh my god, maybe I should get a cube made up for this microphone, so I could do talking wrestling. That would be the best. What am I thinking? That's what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then get a satchel, like I said, like a, you know, so I can uh, ask people questions and stuff like that. So, you know, um, yeah, because yeah, I was at a part of a, I was part of a WrestleCon earlier this year or last year, and. Uh, I just didn't have – I sometimes I battle with uh, um, the nerves and stuff like that. I get nervous around wrestlers and people I admire. So – and I right. climb up and i very quiet. And uh, I need to get over that. And uh, and I need to push myself harder. And uh, last year I got some interviews with uh, a few stars here and there from this Comic-Con. But this one I'm going to go all out and ask one at least – one question to each wrestler so that the one question can be the theme of a show and I can have all these different wrestlers answering the version of the one question. So Yeah, that's awesome. No man, I, I, I can totally relate. Like there's been there's been a few moments where I've been the same way and like especially in moments where I'm trying I'm trying to land an interview on the spot that wasn't confirmed and like I'm I'm face to face with with the with the person, like with Getty Lee from Rush. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I, uh, if I would have shouted like Mr. Lee, quick question, like if I really would have commanded it, I probably could have got it. But I just I, I crammed up that time, you know, so it does happen, man. But definitely, yeah, push yourself is right. And that, that's what I try to do also. Um, so how do you come across and how do you get your interviews? Because you've interviewed very prominent people um, on your show. Like how how is, uh, you know, do you have a a, a show wrangler or anybody to help you out where they can get you guests or whatever or or do you solicit people like how do you get uh, guests for your show 
Yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely contact a lot of people. I usually contact their management, you know, for artists, their record label, um, you know, I, for for the more independent artists, I contact them personally. A lot of the the more you know, like label artists and stuff like that, they don't like to handle it personally. So it really just depends on the person. And then some some people, um, like you know, I did a, a little video series uh, trying to land a Joe, Joe Rogan interview in person when he was here. Um, I have another one coming up. Where I'm not going to say who, but uh, there's going to be another prominent figure here. So we like to do those for fun. And uh, I'm starting to find out that the process of landing the interview is actually pretty pretty decent content too. So I'm trying to show that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, yeah. So it's like there are mm-hmm. times where like, you know, um, you know, I have my business cards for this show and stuff like that. And I will go to wrestling shows and then I'll approach the wrestlers afterwards and give them the card and be like, I would love to have you on the show. We talk wrestling. Yeah. You can talk this. We can talk about that. And you know what? And like some of them reply and get to it and which is great. And then, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm more surprised at the people that don't, you know, or the people that say that they will. And then they never contact me. And it's like, I don't yeah. have a way of contacting you or I don't know. Like, I don't want to harass on Twitter, but, um, right. But, you know, it's just like I, uh, you know, like I would love to have more female wrestlers on the show. Um, I've only yeah. had maybe female guests, maybe four in total and one mm-hmm. of them being a wrestler. And but I've approached female wrestlers and it's just like this is a good thing for you. Like you're especially if you're a new independent wrestler, this is a good show for you. Like you, you know, oh, yeah. like. Like, this is, you know, it's going to get you out to, you, you just wrestled in front of 100 people. Well, this show is going to put you in front of way more people than that. And, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's just like, and, and, and you know, it's just, and it's and it's going to help you. Like, and, uh, you know, and I don't understand why uh, more of them, I guess maybe, I don't know what they think, but, you know, the fact that I have had, you know, um, Ted DiBiase or Ricky Steamboat or Jimmy Hart or um, Tommy Dreamer or Ken Shamrock. I've, you know, all they've all been guests on my show. It's, you know, when they see legitimate people's names, then they might want to come on. But like, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I just, hey, if you're a woman wrestler and you're listening, I want you on the show. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Do you have ever? Is there is there anybody like who's your golden gem? Like who would you love to get on your show? Um, you know, there's there's a couple. I mean, Marilyn Manson is somebody I'd really like to talk to. Um, it's the fact that he started uh, as a drummer and also a journalist who interviewed music artists, and he interviewed. Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails, and that ended up being like one of his first breaks in music when he produced his records. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a really interesting story, and you know, I, I myself am an interviewer and a drummer uh, for many years. So it's you know somebody who's like minded like that, uh, in some ways at least. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not crazy like him. Uh, you know, I think would be would be cool to talk to. Uh, you know, Johnny Depp, somebody like that. Uh, I, I'd love to interview. Uh, my lifetime goal is to interview a, a sitting U.S. president uh, while they're in office. That would be, even if it's one question at a press conference, that's just a goal that I've set. I think that would be really cool. So there's a couple for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would, yeah, like, jeepers, for for sure, for sure. Like, I am, oh, my God, like, yeah. I totally yeah, hear what you're saying. And uh, Yeah, man. Even wrestlers, like, you know, like, so, for example, I love Chris Jericho. He is one of my favorite mm-hmm. wrestlers of all time. But not only is that, I love everything he does. Like we're in the same age gra- we're in the same age bracket. Like he's 47. No, he's 48, I think. And I'm 46. But we would be in the same high school together if we were in the same town. And right. we like all of the same stuff. Like he's like He's, uh, you know, he obviously grew up loving wrestling because he became a wrestler. He also grew up loving hockey because his dad was a professional hockey player. He also grew up loving heavy metal and music because he has a band now that's 
is finally good. Like, um, it took Fozzie a long time to get good. And, you know, like, I saw them twice in concert on their last tour, and I did the meet and greet twice as well. So I actually pitched my podcast to Jericho, and I said, we can talk about anything. I said, like, I said, I said, I said, like, if I said, if Chris Jericho's on my podcast, like, I always think it's funny, like, uh, there's a wrestler by the name of Dolph Ziggler as well, who he he loves hair metal, and I love hair metal, and I was like I I was on a show with him. We did a show together, and I pitched. A, I was like, look at. I was like, I don't know if you've what I have to do to get you on a podcast. I said, I know you've been on a few of my friends' podcasts. Uh, mm-hmm. I said, but I think it would be great if I had Dolph Ziggler on talking wrestling, and we don't talk wrestling. We just talk about '80s hair metal, and that's yeah, it. right. And I was like, "That's cool." And I said, "Because Dolph Ziggler is enough wrestling content for my show that the content does not need to be about wrestling." Um, right. I just want to do like, let's talk about Motley Crue. Let's talk about Rat. Let's talk about you know, like, is Cinderella a good band or a bad band? Uh, <laughs> you know, like personally, I think they're fucking great. Uh, but I know people that right. don't like them. I think they're very underrated. I think Rat is very underrated as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Motley Crue at times is overrated. Um, you know, they're, yeah. I think Bon Jovi is overrated. Um, you know, like, and it's the same guy who writes all these hits for all these bands. That's the fucking funny right. part. Same like one or two guys. Yeah. yeah, it's Desmond Child. You know, the guy's written hits for yeah. everyone. So, um, so yeah, it's just like. <laughs> and then Kiss picked up the leftovers. Yeah, well, uh, the, but uh, I love, yeah, I love his song. Like, come on, I was made for loving you is fantastic. Uh, yeah, you know, he, he's got a couple. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, well, not only that, the hide your heart. He, I listened to him on a show recently. He was talking about the hide your heart fiasco, how he thought it would be a way bigger hit, but like, like Ace Fraley released his version of hide your heart like a couple months before Hot in the Shade came out. So yeah. it's weird because you're like, why do both of these guys, like, wh- why does Ace have a Kiss song before Kiss put it out? Like, I don't understand what the fuck's going on here. But Ace yeah, is that kind was of, a really weird situation. Yeah, and a lot of people forget about it. And, um, you know, but but the fact is, it's like, you know, Kiss has tried to do that song live. on the They have recently and stuff like that. But I don't know. I just don't think it plays well because... It is such a Desmond Child song. Like it, it sounds like it's fit for Bon Jovi, you know. Yeah, it's about the production for that one. I don't think it's a very good live song. No, and it's like because it has the ah, ha ha ha. I I like the uh, you know I he wants to sing along with it, but the thing is, it's like you know, it's just like uh, I just I don't know. It's just not a good song live for that album. Like. You know, forever is a great song live for that album, or rise, uh, rise to it, or, or you know, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Read my body uh, is another great song Man, from that you're album. You're bringing back memories now. <laughs> you know, like from when I was in like middle school days, like a young ass kid listening to all this stuff. Well, that was my first Kiss tour. Was uh, was the Hot in the Shade tour in? Uh, I guess it was what it must have been like ninety nine, maybe eighty nine, ninety. Maybe wow. ninety one. One of those. One of those ones. But it was. It was. They were on fire that tour. Oh well, yeah. It was with Winger, Slaughter, or Slaughter, and then Winger, and then Kiss, and they did uh, twenty seven songs. And the only song I didn't like was uh, "Fits Fits Like a Glove" because I don't like that song. But everything else <laughs> they did and it was great. And the Kiss, and that's where they had the Sphinx and it blew up at the end, and the Kiss logos everywhere. It, 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 it was such an amazing, amazing concert tour, and uh, that that was my first Kiss show. So it was uh, it's pretty awesome. And then to this day, I've been that's so cool over tw- I probably over twenty times at least. So, and I have the I don't have the vault, but I did buy the Kistry book at one time. Uh, that's probably the most expensive Kiss thing I bought. Uh, it's it was like at the time it was everything you needed to know about Kiss in one book called Kistory and it's a coffee table book and it's 10 pounds and it's uh, wow. encased in leather 
and it's high gloss, 440 pages. And, oh, yes. Yes, and uh, and it was like $230. And uh, it, it was everything about Kiss. And actually, I never knew this until I read Paul Stanley's book, but um, Tommy Thayer was the guy behind that put the book together. And uh, anyway, the best part about it is you open up the first page, and there's an onion sheet, and it's signed by, at the time, everybody that was in KISS. So wow. it, you have the original four, and you have Bruce Krulik and Eric Singer as well, all on one that's sheet of paper. That's great. Yeah. Oh shit. And uh, I love it. Like, that's the one thing. That's why I won't sell it, <laughs> because it's oh, that, I wouldn't. because of that one sheet. But the binding in the book has not held up over time, and pages have sort of come loose, so it's not mint condition but regardless it just sits in my room and every now and again i pull it out and uh you know and look through it because it's fucking amazing what they did with this book and it's fantastic so probably one of the best books i've had now i have a million wrestling books but nothing actually wwe have done really great books as well but uh nothing to the caliber of this like well i don't think so so but you yeah, know, that's a great collection. Yeah, it, well, it's it's better than, you know, I'm I'm no I'm not going to drop the money for the vault, but no. um, I am thinking about going on the Kiss Cruise this year. I know I have to make my decision very soon, but it's my birthday weekend, and really mine too. When's your birthday? November fifth. November fifth. Okay, I'm Halloween. So there you go. Yeah. So and it's like and I've already looked at you know it's like. Fozzie's on the tour as well, as well as Kiss. So it's like, yeah. oh, like I want to go to those Fozzie shows, and um, I'm like, you know, I tried to friend, befriend Jericho, but I was a little nervous and a little fucking awkward when I met him. Um, mm-hmm. But Rich Hall, I mean Rich Ward, uh, has been very, very nice to me, and uh, we kind of hit it off a little bit. And, I just wished him happy birthday the other day, and he and he thanked me. You know, like he doesn't have to thank me. You know, like everybody wishes him happy birthday, but like, you know, I put up a picture of us and a picture of uh, him on stage with Jericho, fucking rocking, and uh, you know, he thanked me, and uh, that's that's always cool when you can. That's the great thing about Twitter is like, Tommy Campbell says this. uh, All the other formats are great, but Twitter is the only one where you can actually reach out and talk to actual stars. And they will get back to you. Yeah, I've actually found that. Yeah. So, you know. I've got the most responses on Twitter from from high, high names, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like everybody sees me on Twitter. Instagram's cool. Like, I love Instagram. But, um, yeah, Twitter's definitely, you know, the benchmark. So uh, Now, the Jericho Cruise is going on right now. Yes, it is. For the next three or four days, I think. So, because they're you ever um, consider that, yes. But the thing is, I don't want to see for the Jericho cruise. It's different. It's like, and it's different for the Kiss cruise too. Like, I don't want to have to pay to get on these cruises. They all need comedians. Mm-hmm. I need to get on there as a comic, as a talent. Like that's what that's what I want to do with that. Uh, you know, when uh-huh. I went when I went to the meet and greets with Jericho, uh, I threw down my CD. Like in front of them, I was like, "If you ever want to listen to some Canadian comedy, you know, there's my CD." Uh, you nice. know, I don't know if he ever got it or what happens in these situations, but I can mm-hmm. tell you, um, my friend many years ago was in a in a uh, diner in Nashville, and Jack uh, Jack um, Jack White walked in, uh, and um, he walked in with his partner and they had um they had a burger they had they, they ate lunch as my buddy sort of waited as they were done and then my buddy uh, approached them when they were done eating and said uh, are you fans of comedy and jack said yes and he said i just got a cd printed um would i be able to give you one he goes i don't expect anything from it he goes i'm just a huge fan of yours and it would be nice if i could entertain you you know and uh so jack said yes uh 
um, that uh, CD uh, he gave him, uh, you know, uh, led to uh, them becoming friends. Um, where and not only that, uh, so Jack, um, we're so my buddy and I were in Montreal one night, and uh, while I'm on stage getting ready to introduce him as the headliner, uh, fucking um, uh, Reggie Watts from the uh, James Corden show, uh, called Ooh. him up, and uh, not the James Corden show at the time, but they were buddies. And said, "Oh, I'm I'm talking to a guy who's a big fan of yours. He wants to talk to you." Next thing you know, uh, Jack White gets on the phone, and uh, and talks to my buddy and says, "I want to produce a comedy album for you at Third Man Records." And wow. and since then they've done the album, and since then they've also done a Netflix special together. And it's like, it's great, and it all like, you know, all because he took a chance on giving one of his heroes his cd so that's incredible yeah yeah and uh you know and right now and that's my buddy rory scoville and right now he's following tool on tour with the comedians following tool tour so he's with another comedian two comedians that love tool and they're going to the other comics do you know uh i cannot remember their names right now although i should uh well i can look it up here hold on a second it's uh i see the freaking ad for it all the time but let me just pull it up here uh instagrams i'm familiar with rory yeah well that's so it's with rory it's uh well he's the major comic and then there's the other two comics that are with him and Mm -hmm. uh, they're both american guys and uh so they go into the town the tools in either the night before or the night after and do their show and then they do the tool show, and then they go to the next show. And uh, that is so funny. Yeah. And uh, last night in Austin, Texas, um, the guitarist showed up at the show. So really, yeah, Adam. And, uh, yes, Adam. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and Rory has told me Adam has been like the best guy ever on this tour. Like, because Rory went on Conan and talked about it, and like. You know, like he's really promoted. The shows are all selling out, but Tool themselves have got behind the tour and endorsed That's it. That's crazy. Yeah, and I'm like, it's crazy. You know, like fucking this kid to be in a whole new market. The comedians of Kiss, and you know, or the comedians of <laughs> you know, like you know, I've done this with Van Halen, but just by myself. Like I'll go in. Van Halen play Vancouver, I'll play Vancouver. They'll go to Edmonton, I'll go to Edmonton, you know, and I'll do a right. show. Then I, like, I try to use my shows to get me near them. And, uh, but Rory just took it to a whole new level. So, um, Tool's blowing up again right now. It's, it's funny. They're huge and their tour is great. And, uh, you know, and, uh, they're selling out comedy shows and friggin' regular shows. So, you know? Funny, I've never been like a huge Tool guy. Like I like Tool, I've just I've never really been too into them. But like I'm glad that they have so much success. Like I, I think they're I think they're a really great unique band. Oh yeah, I uh, well I emailed Rory, and uh, the day that Neil Peart passed away, and I was like, congratulations, you now have the best drummer. Whoop de doo, you know. Ah. <laughs> and then I put R.I.P. Neil Peart. And, uh, he, you know, and it's like, it's, and look at Tool will tell you, you know, like their favorite drummer is Neil Peart. You know, they're heavily influenced by Rush, you know. So, yeah. um, so it's just sort of funny that, uh, you know, when Neil Peart, I did that because that's just kind of humor that we have. Um, if you have to pick one wrestler to win the Royal Rumble this weekend without even knowing, could be any wrestler. Who do you think will win the men's and women's Royal Rumbles? The men and women's Royal Rumble. Now, they're two separate mm. Royal Rumbles. So the men's, who do you think will win? Give me one name. can be anybody because anybody can show up for these things. Let me think about it. I've been hearing some, some pretty good stuff about uh, Humberto. Carrillo. Right. Okay, yeah. So I I could probably go with him uh, I, for the women's. I'm not. I, I don't know about the women, honestly. Uh, 
I have to get your pick for the women's rumble. Well, for the women's rumble, you know what? I'm praying. I know Nikki Cross is really good. She is, but I'm praying that Ronda Rousey shows up at the women's world rumble and wins the really? rumble. I love Ronda Rousey. She's taking time off to have a baby, but she is signed to a three-year deal. And uh, she's only committed one year of the deal. This is would be the second year of her deal, uh, still with a year left. So she is under contract. And uh, who knows? I'm hoping that she will. And so uh, Ronda Rousey is my That'd pick. That would be really cool. And then for the uh, men's Royal Rumble, a lot of rumors about certain guys coming back. And uh, I'm hoping that... Uh, that uh, although I although I did not really want him to come back, but if he feels that he's ready to come back and the doctors have cleared him, uh, I want Edge, um, Adam Copeland to come back, and uh, the rated R superstar, and uh, I want him to win the Royal Rumble so he can go on to wrestle Daniel Bryan or uh, at WrestleMania. That would be a fantastic match, um, in my mind. That's who I think should win. So. Uh, there we go. There we go. We did it. We did a whole episode. Probably not talking about the, that's probably the least amount of wrestling we've ever done in a in a, in a podcast ever before. Man, that 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 time flew by, man. That was, that was fun. Yeah, we're forty five minutes in already. So you know, wow. uh, jeepers. Um, so now, uh, where can we find you online and uh, give all your plugs to our crowd so we can so they can follow me and uh, follow you. So, oh, certainly. Well, thanks again for having me on, Casey. I appreciate it. Um, the Cassius Morris Show is my podcast. You can find it on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, YouTube. If you just look up Cassius Morris, um, if you're listening to this, I assume that you know how to spell it uh, by looking at the title and uh, just follow me on Twitter at Cassius Morris, uh, Cassius Morris underscore on Instagram. And I definitely look forward to having Casey on the podcast very soon and uh digging more into his history and talking about the, the show and all that good stuff awesome uh folks thank you for joining us today on the pod and uh thank you for letting us put a headlock on your uh ears for another little bit and uh, until next time uh we'll talk at you later all right bye now Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.